Christy, how are you doing? Hey, Cynthia, I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's just a fall Sunday morning and it feels so hot. I'm still trying to get into like the fall mood spirit. Yeah, I mean, we started decorating with our um, our fall decorations. We have like some garlands up that my husband put up and then we have some pumpkins that we grew. Yes. Uh, but other than that, yeah, the weather is what? almost 80 degrees 70 degrees or something i know it's crazy uh we also decorated at the office um mostly halloween decorations not really fall which i'm all about that i like the spooky vibes (laughs) so team (laughs) halloween or team fall i am team halloween i would say Definitely. And, you know, there's people who love putting Christmas decorations up and like before Thanksgiving and there's I feel like there's a split. There's people that are really mad about that. (laughs) They feel like Christmas decorations shouldn't go up till after Thanksgiving. I just think like if that's going to be a thing, then people who are really into Halloween should be able to put it up in September. That's true. I mean, you have that option, but. I don't know. I most recently became a f- fan of Halloween after getting married, and I see always, but I have like nice Christmas memories and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn, but I'm I'm flexible. You know, let's do it all. Why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, what Oktoberfest is happening right now? The end of September, early October. Right. It's all the all the stuff that's kind of leads into the the fall vibes. Yeah. Have you ever been to an Oktoberfest? I have not actually. Okay. I've always wanted to. Um I do like beer. I drink beer on occasion, yeah. but I definitely don't drink it as much as I used to. Right. I think there was a period of time where that's just what I wanted to be doing. Just <laughs> drinking beer and going to breweries. I mean, our 20s, and... right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now it's just, it's not it's not the same anymore. So I don't know if I can handle <laughs> a festival all around right. beer. College days, beer, what is it? Keg stands, yes. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Seeing all oh that, my of God. course. And Seeing it. Of course. <laughs> And of course, that was not always the best beer, right? Of course. That we were drinking. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Oktoberfest is definitely beer focused. Um, right. Something that I was... You're right. It's not all about beer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I had to a, kind of like look it up, but then we happened to buy a beer that was Oktoberfest beer and so the back of it actually read like it said what it what it was what Oktoberfest is or like a little brief Mm -hmm. history so do you know what it's about yeah yeah um I mean I know it's a German festival right yeah yeah. um what I never really knew is like kind of always seems to be something that doesn't just happen on one day it seems to be something that kind of happens over a period of time I just don't know how long that is yeah I believe it's about like two weeks or so Mm -hmm. um in September and October um there's more of a like 
longer explanation of this, but basically it was uh, beer that was served at this wedding reception Mm -hmm. of a a prince and princess Mm -hmm. in the 1800s in uh, Bavaria, I believe. And like the whole town was invited. And so all these people were drinking beer there. I mean, that's a very doing the least explanation of what (laughs) Oktoberfest is. And so now it is celebrated in, you know, worldwide, but also like in Munich is is huge, um, like a center spot of where Oktoberfest is held. And so you have special Oktoberfest beer um, that's specifically made for that event. And I guess it's a German styled lagers types and so you could keep drinking. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the I do see that um uh kind of at these festivals it's um really celebrating like the German culture, right? And mm-hmm. there's it's not just about the beer, there's also the food and the music and mm-hmm. um the cups that people are drinking uh oh. their beer out of um these steins. They're huge. Yes. Um, so so the, I found this page that it was a really good resource, and they talk all mm-hmm. about the different types of glasses. Mm-hmm. And so beer steins, they they look like mugs, right? They have so many right. different looks. They can come in glass. They can come in like ceramic or something, stoneware, porcelain, um, even silver. Some have uh, dimples, right? Some of them have dimples, or they don't dimples have dimples. Where? So on the outer portion of the glass, if you've seen. Uh-huh. Sometimes they'll have like dimples in the sense there's like little sections that look like dimples around the glass. Sometimes it's like just on the top, maybe half or top like 25% of the glass, or sometimes it's throughout the entire glass oh. all around. Oh, okay. Um, I, I haven't noticed that, but uh, yeah, like. I, there's like different varieties right and they're huge like you could fit maybe like a liter like a, a whole yeah so i actually looked that up um uh-huh. some there are different sizes there are smaller steins i think the smaller steins are about 12 ounces which is even less than a pint right um but the larger uh steins go up to 37 ounces so it's a lot Sign of me up for one yeah. and i'm good <laughs> <laughs> right mm-hmm. so um a little fun fact history that um they use these sti- the beer signs uh with a lid on it do you know why i thought it was because you know i imagine these people just drinking their beer very like holding their beer mugs and just waving it around being drunk sure and it was to prevent the beer from spilling over I mean, that's why I would use it if I'm partying, right? <laughs> right. So apparently uh, from kegerator.com, mm-hmm. um, they mentioned that the lids were more sanit- sanitary and they would think that it was to prevent the bubonic plague. So it was kind oh. of like for sanitary reasons. That's hilarious. It's kind of it's like... It's interesting. Yeah. We can relate, you know, we kind of know... <laughs> What it's like to oh my want to be sanitary and not let, want people to like that's true all over our beer right now with this pandemic that has happened and is happening yeah um, yeah 
I know we uh, have decided to share a little bit about certain um, topics of beers or uh, specific beers. So, um, yeah, um, definitely. I think um, this is uh, a beer that I've grown to like, and I definitely wouldn't even call myself a huge fan, but the IPA is a type of beer that it's really an umbrella of beer right because there are so many different types of IPAs um, which I don't know nearly as much about as I'm sure an IPA connoisseur would know Um, but I do know that when I first started kind of getting into more beer drinking and not just the Bud Lights or the you know the Coronas or Tecates that were at the at the barbecues um I kind of uh I I just didn't like IPA the taste initially Mm. I thought it tasted very bitter it tasted very like an orange peel to me I didn't find the appeal it felt heavier to kind of go through Mm. kind of like sit sip through um but I enjoy them now I found that there are some that are not as like heavy for the lack of a better word um these days i'm a really big fan of hazy ipas and they're usually a lot more like blonde in color Hmm. and they can feel very crisp in taste uh refreshing Mm -hmm. um they do have you get the hops that you would get in like a IPA, but it doesn't feel as overwhelming to the point where I feel the bitterness. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so IPAs. How do you feel about them? Well, honestly, I feel like I'm still stuck in the. I don't really care for them. They're too strong. Mm-hmm. They're very piney. Um, I I understand it has to do with like, just the hops and the bitterness of it all and um I feel like I really focus on the aftertaste which some mm-hmm. IPAs I've noticed like don't have that um but yeah. I I am not much of a fan of them they tend to also be like higher alcohol volume and so I could probably like just drink half of one and but I wouldn't I would just probably taste one and that's it <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It does take it does take uh, me a while to get through an IPA. Yeah, uh, it's just it's uh, it's hard. Like <laughs> it's just not something that you can chug. You know, like it's not something that's necessarily quenching my thirst, and especially while I'm eating. Right, like some people can have their meal and you know kind of wash it down with a nice beer yeah the ipa for me is a meal in itself (laughs) so (laughs) it just feels too heavy for me to drink that while eating yeah so i'll usually like it for me it's more of a beer that i like to drink before Mm. i have a meal because it does that alcohol content really does kind of (laughs) creep up on you (laughs) creep up on you and then you'll get the munchies right it's, it's all good yeah but um, an IPA, of course, stands for an Indian pale ale or mm. India pale ale, as some people say. Mm. 
Um, and do you know why that is? Is why it's called that? I'm sure it has to do with like trade, maybe. It does. Yes, <laughs> it does. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess you know back in the day when uh, the British were <laughs> colonizing uh-huh. the whole world, mm-hmm. or at least setting out to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to kind of load up their ships with beer that would be able to last them from the entire voyage from England all the way to India. Mm. So they they kind of, and I'm not going to get into how it's made because I don't know and I'm not going to be able to <laughs> get into the specifics. This is called doing the least, Christy. Let's, right? let's, got, let's remember this. <laughs> exactly. Like all, all you need to know and all I need to know is that it was made in a way such that it would be still good to drink by the time they reached India. Mm. So that's kind of where it gets me. Which I guess isn't really uh, relevant anymore, right? But here we are still calling it IPAs, mm. and I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah, but definitely you'll find some IPAs with higher uh, alcohol content. I think on average, it's like your average beer. Um, you know, you'll have like a 5%, percent, mm-hmm. but then you get some of the stronger IPAs, which could be like, Oh, like seven or more. Oh my gosh. I think I remember there's one called The End of the World, but in French. Uh-huh. Oh, Fin du Monde. Uh-huh. I think that That's one's like one. 10 to 13% or something. Is it? Yeah. Wow. I, I, I've I had four. Because I actually, <laughs> I know. I, like, I used to love, I just loved the label on that one. And yeah. I remember the first time I tried it, I thought it was so good. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember what the alcohol percentage was. I want to say it's Canadian, but I could be making oh. that up. I mean, it could be, right? I don't know. Um, but fun fact. Yeah. Uh, beer is obviously, you know, a super old drink uh, back mm-hmm. uh, the years of BC. Oh, yeah. Like. I don't know exactly who started it. In my mind, I always give it. I give credit to the Incas. Um, yeah, <laughs> but but the Romans also uh, made beer. No, yeah, it was something about like it being in in Iran, like oh. what was what is now Iran. It's the mo- the third most popular drink overall after water and tea. More than wine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is according to Wikipedia, but, you know, um, and yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> people have been getting drunk since forever. Since forever. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I wanted to talk about loggers. Okay. Oh, I love me a logger. <laughs> I really do. I do, too. I do, too. It's. Um... I mean, call me basic, but hey. <laughs> Uh, I mean, same. My favorite beer is a lager. Uh, Mm -hmm. The champagne of beers. Wait, that's not. (laughs) I think that's like Miller or something. (laughs) Wait, not that one. The other one. (laughs) What is it? Uh, The Stella beers. Those are really good. Oh, the Stella 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 Artois. Artois. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, can I tell you a funny story Please about Stella? Please tell me. And it's actually not that funny at all. <laughs> but I for some reason have it like engraved in my head that uh-huh. like when I travel and I go to the airport and I have a beer at the airport, uh-huh. it has to be a Stella. Oh. And I don't know why, but traditionally it's like my own little personal tradition. I will always order a Stella when I'm at the airport. I mean, it's so refreshing. Um I could talk about Stellas for days. They have nice glassware that they come out with, with the gold rim. I mean, come on. So fancy. So fancy. So loggers, um, they originated in the 18th, sorry, 19th century uh, around in uh, Bohemia, which is, uh, I believe, um, near Germany, Czech Republic now. Um, they are special because they are made with a bottom fermenting yeast in low temperatures and they're always carbonated. So back to the making of how is beer made? I don't know the specifics. Don't ask me, but, um, it says, you know, you brew it, you mix all the things that you need to mix together. You ferment it. And from the starches comes the alcohol and carbonation. So these things produce the flavors. So they use rice, wheat, maize, oats, um, and people add other things like fruit, coffee to like help with uh, flavors. Ooh. Um, and I didn't know coffee went into lager. Some oh no, not in sorry, uh, oh, not in lagers, beer. just in beer in general. Okay, gotcha. Um, but for lagers, um, they use cool fermentation. Um, lager actually means storeroom or warehouse in German. Um, so I, I believe that's just having to do with how it's made. Um, and so there's a bunch of variations of lagers, Pilsner, Hells, Marzen, Bach. There's like too many to list. But um, I guess the point being is that they are... A little, little lighter in color. They're a little bit less in alcohol content. Um, like I mentioned, um, they're very easy to drink. Uh, you could eat them with like, or drink it with like meals, um, chicken, seafood, cheese plates, hot dogs, which is typical mm-hmm. with like Oktoberfest foods. Yeah. Salmon and lemony things like, um, you know, like Coronas, you put them with a squeeze of lemon and then also uh, like just like a good old ball game, right? You have hot yeah. dogs and beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's basically uh let's see, loggers. Honestly, like these loggers are just so they're just so refreshing. And then when once you get into like the Mexican loggers, it's like a whole oh, yeah. it's like a whole different I don't know, you can just there's so many. With Mexican loggers, usually like we'll squeeze a lime over it. And some people add salt and many other things like micheladas and chavelas and stuff. But that's a whole discussion for that's a different r- time. But that's right. but even if just adding the lime, as simple as just adding the lime to a Mexican lager, it just enhances the flavor so much. And you can do that with other beers. You can do that with other lagers, which I have done. And it doesn't taste bad. Like add a lime to Bud Light, right? It'll be fine. But it's not the same. No, and I completely agree that there's only certain beers that do allow for that. And I are kind of going into the whole sourness of a lime in your lager. 
these sours or sour beers um, that exist, which a lot of people Ooh. who like don't really drink beer that much and haven't really tried a lot of beers might not even know about these sours because I feel like sours is a good way to get into beer if you're like someone that thinks you don't like beer. That's true. And I say this because I didn't even realize I was drinking a sour beer for the longest time when I would be, um, when I would buy these Lambics from Trader Joe's, right? Like, I mean, you can get them anywhere, but there's like different flavors. There's peach. Mm. The one I would love is the raspberry Lambic. And um, a Lambic is essentially a sour, the sour beer. Um, and I would, I, I don't really know how best to describe a sour to someone who's never tried one other than like, to me, it's kind of like beer pretending to be wine or like a sweet wine at least. Cause there's a tartness to it. It is sour. Some mm. are more sour than others. Um, it's very acidic. Now, not all wine is acidic, right? But it's very acidic. And with these Lambics, they are usually like, they have a little bit more of a sweetness to it. And as a matter of fact, it's even the color red. The raspberry flavored is red um, or more burgundy raspberry color. Um, And it kind of just tastes like a raspberry soda, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like it just tastes like the carbonation soda with the very tartness to it. So if you like sour things which mm-hmm. i do i prefer tart things um sours are a lot of fun the only thing is they don't usually have high alcohol uh percentage so mm-hmm. you know some can be really low like three four percent and they're very rarely over five percent although there are the occasional sour beer that can be pretty high like i've seen some be up to like eight or nine percent yeah they, they almost remind me of like kombucha like yes a, like that kind of tarty sour i mean they're delicious i i love sours as well yeah so usually sours are kind of made like through the fermentation process of it is kind of done a little bit differently than your traditional beer um because they're made from like the wild yeast strains that kind of come from these different batches, right? Like you have your starter and then you keep using, you kind of use that. You have a starter that you use for one batch to another, right? Um, with, with the sours, it's kind of like intentionally made with like wild strains. I think that's kind of like going into the whole kombucha thing, right? Like it's, Mm. (laughs) it's kind of like fermented a little bit differently. Um, and there are different types of sours. So I already talked a little bit about the Lambic, but another uh, popular one is the German Goza. Gozas are really um, different in the sense that they're not brewed the same way as the others with the kind of like the wild yeast strains, but they're made with uh, salt and coriander. Mm. So it's a different process. But they taste amazing. They super do. Super sour. Super tart. Yes. 
to me, it's like a summer drink. It's a summer beer. Mm-hmm. And you could drink a lot. And <laughs> like you could have a few and not get too much <laughs> of a buzz from them because of yeah. the low, low alcohol. But I also don't think that it makes you feel like super full or bloated like some other heavier beers. So, you know, give and take. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're very... They're very flavorful and they, yeah, they don't fill you up. So you keep wanting more. Right. Give me three or five. I'm fine. Yeah, I'll exactly. take it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, I think six is probably my happy number for beer. Because <laughs> five is fine. It's average. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's familiar territory. Um, right, right. Seven is kind of like, well, how drunk are we going to get today? Right. It's like, <laughs> like I got to think about that one in advance. Six is right. like. It's just right, I think. So yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, and so that's the sours. And I actually nice. tried a sour ale yesterday, which is not necessarily a sour, right? I don't know. It's a combination, we'll, I guess, of both. We'll figure it out. But um, <laughs> it was a called Peach Supernova, Almanac Beer Company. In Alameda, California, uh, oh. which is in the Bay Area, five point three percent. It was really good, and it says nice. here that it's aged in barrel in oak barrels with peaches and vanilla beans. Like, doesn't that already kind of sound like a peach pie or a peach cobbler or something? Yeah, I mean, exactly. They they add these delicious ingredients that really um, contribute to their beautiful aromas yeah that's why they have those glasses right those um yes. wide ones so that we can have this yes. whole experience <laughs> yes exactly um I'm trying to remember the name of it there are uh, so many I, different glasses for they look like tulips yes um, chalices no let's see I have it here snifters is what they're snifters, called <laughs> yes so you can sniff it or <laughs> yeah actually going back to the ipa the glassware for that that the shape of the glass for an ipa beer is kind of like i don't know how to explain it without being inappropriate but it's kind of like <laughs> a little bit of a cone shape um oh. at the top and it's very thin it's tall and sleek and it has um kind of a narrow it comes in narrower at the top at the rim and oh. That actually allows the carbonation to kind of come up easily, more easily. And wow. so you just have a burst of bubbles in your face when you're drinking it. So there's it. like there's like a method behind the madness when it comes to these yeah. glasses and what they're what beers are served in them, which I think is pretty cool. I, and the, the presentation is always something that I'm attracted to. Yeah. It's like, all right, how... How does this drink look? Is it a cute color? Mm -hmm. um, is it going to have descripting words such as like orange and, you know, vanilla? Right. Like, you know, or is it just like, oh, brewed in a barrel? Right. right. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, these craft brewers are very smart in the way that they uh, prepare everything and the marketing behind it all, the labels. It's its such a wonderful, like, process of it all. It totally is. And then, you know, I think the best thing to do is just, like, if you're just trying to try different beer, 
and like learn more about it, I would say it's just be comfortable to step out of your comfort zone, whether it's you've never had beer before or you've only had like whatever was around. Because even if you go to like a restaurant that serves beer, they'll usually have your standard beers on tap, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so if that's all you've ever been exposed to, like, I would say maybe just instead of going for that Michelob Ultra or the, <laughs> or the you know, I don't know, the Heineken, like, sure. just, you know, try something that you normally wouldn't go for. Yeah. And speaking of that, I have, lastly, um, this another type of beer mm-hmm. that isn't quite my favorite. Okay. So lastly, we have the stouts. So it's typically a dark uh, beer. Um, So stout is a word that was described like in the 1600s and it was used to like uh, describe how strong it was. The word porter to describe how dark brown it was. So um, they became so popular that they just started making a lot of it more back in um, 1700s in London, England. England. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're typically around 7 to 8%. They're dark beers. A little history is that they had a longer shelf life because they were strong in flavor um, and they would survive the heat a lot better. So they oh. became a lot of a lot more popular. So a lot was exported to Ireland and by the 1776 it was being brewed by Arthur Guinness, a you know, oh. well-known brewing uh, name. Um, I've, and I've know, actually been to the Guinness store. That's uh, right. Store. Have you been? <laughs> no, but I remember you went. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that experience was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they use is the um, black paint and malt. So, so that's what gives it that color and flavor. So I don't know. How would you describe a porter stout type of beer? Ooh, that's a In good three question. words. So, <laughs> I would say that don't, I mean, this is not really a descriptor, but I would say don't be, a, don't be scared of the color because <laughs> it actually, to me personally, tastes different than what I would expect it to. Um, especially a Guinness, for example, like it's just a lot more, li- it's, it's a lot lighter than I would think it would, it would be. If it's just your basic porter, I would say it actually is pretty straightforward. Like, it doesn't really have much of a flavor mm. other than just, like, crispiness and, hmm, I don't know what other words to describe it with. I would say creamy, nutty, and chocolatey. I mean, I definitely agree that it looks chocolatey, but I don't get the chocolatey yeah. flavor. <laughs> so, <laughs> a lot. I mean, a lot of these descripting like experiences are Uh totally subjective so Mm -hmm. whether or not they use coffee in the actual brewing process is like Mm -hmm. whatever but um i i mean because it looks like chocolate maybe it's like a psychological effect where i'm just like this tastes like chocolate and i'm getting drunk like yeah (laughs) um so because it's it has very different like flavors than a lager. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're completely, I would say they're complete opposites. Matchingfoodandwine.com. They recommend drinking porter stouts with uh, dark chocolate cakes and desserts, mm. vanilla ice cream, barbecue ribs, smoked bis- brisket, uh, blue cheeses, uh, oysters, creamy chowder. 
beef stews. So very typical Irish or like English type of food. And that sounds so good. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, the stout porter. And there's still debate to this day whether porters should be their own thing as far as names Mm -hmm. Or if stouts, Mm -hmm. stout porters are like a combined name. So stouts and porters should be, I guess, defined by their their strength of how much alcohol they have, I guess is the point. What is the um, average like alcohol content? Yeah. So it's uh, typically seven to eight percent alcohol. Okay. Alcohol BV. (laughs) What's the uh, blood volume? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Let's see. ABV scale. But anyways. Yeah, that's usually what it alcohol by volume, sorry, not blood volume. Okay. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. You're just a nurse, right? So... <laughs> yeah. I can't get like away from it. How much alcohol's in your blood? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's usually a stronger beer. Um, and I recommend it. Like Christy said, get out of your comfort zone. Try them out. There's so much. We just covered the tippy top surface of what beer is and the, t- the different types. And I'm sure we'll be talking more on specific ones that we really like. And I mean, if anybody else wants to chime in and comment on what they like, let us know. Or if there's a specific type of beer you'd like us to kind of dive into more, like the Mexican lagers or because there are so many sub categories of these beers. Yeah. Go to a brewery. There's breweries everywhere. Mm -hmm. Big town, big cities, small towns, big towns. People are making beer. They've been making beer since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And if there are no local breweries around you, which I know is a lie, then (laughs) I would say just pick up a kit somewhere and make your own beer. Do it. Do it. Just go yes. do it. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us and listening and tune yes. in. <laughs> thank you. I hope we didn't um, <laughs> confuse you guys too much, but hopefully learned enough to kind of just want to drink beer. Yeah. Outside of your comfort zone. All right. Thank you. Thank you.